This is the Cato Daily Podcast for Thursday, October 9th, 2008. I'm Caleb Brown. The rights and responsibilities of adulthood come at age 18, except in the case of drinking. But why? And why does the federal government get to ultimately dictate to states at what age young people may consume alcohol? John McArdle Jr., a former president of Middlebury College and current professor of history there, is the director of Choose Responsibility, a group dedicated to finding credible ways to ease restrictions on drinking for people under the age of 21. McArdle visited the Cato Institute yesterday. Every other adult privilege and responsibility had been conferred upon you several months before that when you turned 18. Uh, This is the single exception. Uh, That is one of the reasons, and maybe the principal reason why, young adults age 18, 19, and 20 uh, find the current law uh, incomprehensible. Uh, They don't know where 21 comes from. They don't realize that once upon a time that was the age of majority. Uh, And so the choice of that age seems utterly uh, arbitrary. Uh, The explanation given to them about why this single exception continues to exist on the books, I think they find... Uh, condescending, if not downright insulting. You lack maturity. You you, you lack judgment. Uh, your brain is not fully enough developed. Uh, and, and they look around and they say, I can do all of these other things, right? Yes. And I look at my parents' generation when the age was 18, and I don't see evidence of massive brain impairment. Uh, I look at most of the rest of the countries in the world where the age is 18 or younger, and I don't see evidence of dependency or brain impairment. So why should I simply accept the arguments you're giving me when there's so much evidence to the contrary? Well, the response is, well, science has shown uh, unequivocally that legal age 21 has worked. Well, what is that science? That science focuses largely on alcohol-related traffic accidents. And some of that science would seem to indicate that there's a cause-and-effect relationship. The law was changed in 1984. And... The law very cleverly included a provision that skirted the constitutional question. Constitution is very clear about where the right to set the drinking age resides. That's in the states. And so what the law says is that the states may set the age wherever they choose, but if they set it lower than 21, they forfeit 10% of their federal highway funds. Well, guess what? The states that had not fallen in line fell in line, and we have not had a serious debate in any state house for 24 years. Uh, so it seems to me the first thing that needs to be done is to remove this 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 10% penalty so that the states can resume the debate. When they do, uh, they will consider this so-called scientific evidence, uh, which shows, in fact, that alcohol-related traffic accidents uh, have gone down since 1984. But what they will also discover is they've been going down since 1982, What they will also discover is that they have gone down in every age group. Uh, What they will also discover is that over the last dozen years, they've been inching upward. And so when they ask about cause and effect relationships, they may tumble to the discovery that automobiles are safer now than they were in 1984, seat belts are mandatory, airbags are, are standard equipment, the designated driver, which was not a part of our vocabulary in 1984, is now commonplace. And if they look north of the border, they will discover that Canadian alcohol-related traffic fatalities, where the age is 18 or 19, uh, declined at just about the same rate as they did in this country. So they'll see that this so-called scientific proof uh, has to be qualified. Meanwhile, 
law says you may not consume alcohol until you're 21. If it were effective, presumably we would see young adults waiting until they were 21 to consume alcohol. Well, the evidence is abundantly clear that that isn't happening. In fact, 75% of high school seniors have consumed alcohol. Uh, so that we need to ask ourselves the degree to which this law is, in fact, uh, in step with social and cultural reality. And if alcohol is a reality in the lives of young adults in this country, as it is in most of the rest of the world, we have two choices. We either try to change the reality, which we've unsuccessfully tried to do for the last 24 years, or we create the safest possible environment for the reality, which we are not doing now. This law has simply driven alcohol consumption behind closed doors, underground, into the most risky of environments. More than 60% of the lives lost to alcohol uh, by those under the age of 21 are lost off the highways. Those lives aren't being lost in restaurants, in bars, in student unions. They're being lost in clandestine locations where binge drinking is taking place. Isn't any age arbitrary? I mean, is there some, Absolutely. Is, is there some other value to be garnered by having 18 be the age of majority in all of these respects, including alcohol consumption? Uh, any choice of the age of majority is, obviously, our best guess of when young people are prepared to assume adult responsibilities. And, and the fact of the matter is uh, we don't or shouldn't simply set an age and leave it at that. That's just hitting the Staples Easy button, whether it's 21, 25, which medical evidence might suggest had some basis, uh, or 18. What we also need to do, and I think that, that, that this is an important consideration, is prepare young people to make responsible decisions about alcohol when they reach the age of majority. That means we need to do a much better job of alcohol education than we're doing right now. Too often alcohol education consists of temperance lectures and scare tactics, and young people know better than that. Uh, there is a significant and growing drinking problem in our high schools and our middle schools. 66% of high school sophomores have consumed alcohol, 40% of eighth graders. That doesn't suggest to me that this law is working particularly well. It suggests to me, in fact, that it may have less to do with the law than with education. Our organization believes in, in a serious, comprehensive uh, program of alcohol education and the issuance of a license when one turns 18, rather like driving. We would never just toss the keys of an automobile to a young person and say, you go figure it out. Uh, we would love to help you, but if we do, we'd both get arrested uh, and our state would forfeit 10% of its highway funds. So maybe your, maybe your friends can teach you. Alcohol is the same way. And if we can create an incentive in the form of a license, maybe we can begin to make a dent in the problem, the serious problem, growing problem of underage drinking. Describe the environment of public attitude. You alluded to this being uh, in part a, an issue of federalism. How does that play out as you see it? It's very much an issue of federalism. The Constitution is clear about this, as, as is the Supreme Court as recently as, as, as 1987 when it, when it pronounced on the subject. Uh, there was a time, and I think this is the genius of federalism, uh, when the states were viewed as little laboratories of progressivism. Uh, states tried things. Uh, many of the things that are commonplace to us today, students of American history would, would recall, were first tried on the state level at one time or another. And those that worked found their way to other states, and some of them found their way ultimately to the national level. Women's suffrage is, is, is one of those examples. Uh, the states are far 
better, I think, at determining and acting on uh, what the, the particular cultures and the particular needs of their population are. And it doesn't trouble me particularly uh, to consider that there may be 50 different uh, uh, answers to the question of alcohol policy. But the debate, I am confident, will be fruitful. Once that is opened up, we're going to see creative ideas coming forward that will probably also re-examine how we re prepare young people uh, uh, to drive. We may decide to raise the driving age. Some states may decide to give you the choice. Would you like a drinking permit or a driving permit? One you postpone to 21. We may talk about graduated licensing, access of different sorts. Who knows? But, but, but the states will be far better uh, uh, places, venues uh, for that discussion. And we have seen a number of states come up to the edge of this in recent years uh, and then back away because they can't afford to put 10% of their highway funds at risk. So it is very much uh, uh, an issue of federalism, and that is why I say the next step in this effort is to try to get this 10% uh, incentive, as it's uh, politely called, uh, removed. John McArdle Jr. is a former president of Middlebury College and heads Choose Responsibility. You can read more about American policies toward drugs and alcohol at our website, cato.org.